0: Last year, I broke up with my diet, and we are going to talk about it here on this episode in just a second, but before I say anything else, I need you to know this special announcement that today, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, our audio ephesians bible study is officially live on for eternity and until.com you can click the link below it's 25 dollars. it's 12 audio lessons through the book of ephesians and you guys god blessed me so so much while we were going through this study i can't wait for you guys to listen Literally, all you'll need to do is pull out your Bible, sit on your comfy couch, pop your earbuds in, listen as we read through the text, and I give some commentary, and then with every single lesson, you're going to have a series of questions that you can use to either journal or discuss with a friend. Our team put together a private Facebook group as well, where you can engage in community, ask questions, ask for prayer requests, and we'll do some live videos there as well. I'm so expectant to see how God is going to speak to you as we dive into the book of Ephesians together and genuinely hope that you join us. All right, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to For Eternity and Until, where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori May Hine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. My prayer for you is that you would experience the fullness of freedom that is available to you in Christ, through Christ, in your bodies. And also in your minds and in your spirit as well, because God's created you. A three-in-one, just as he is three-in-one in in his image, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you are a body-minded spirit. But there is an assignment against the bodies of women. There's a spiritual and mental element to it all because it's all interconnected. But the enemy has come to steal and kill and destroy the freedom that we've been given in Christ when it comes to our body. Now, I'm a health coach, many of you guys know this already, so I'm passionate about helping women especially experience freedom through their diet and equipping them with tools to add health to their bodies in order to live their very best lives, to feel good, to have energy, and all the things. But I know that it's a very simple shift of perspective, a very small tweak that changes everything when it comes to this area of our lives because many women come to me saying I want to feel better I want to uh you know commit to a greater level of intentionality when it comes to what I'm eating and somehow along the way even if it starts with a motivation of grace and an alignment with purpose cultural standards and the pressure of the world and the work of the enemy against the bodies of women comes in to kind of steal and manipulate and shift that whole process to where they're working for their worth rather than working from a place of secured worthiness in Christ. And I just want to be a voice in the mix of the health and wellness field that points you back to the worth that you have in Jesus. You've been saved by grace through faith. And does God care about your weight? I mean, he does because he cares about your heart. And if there is excessive weight on your body, then there's also typically excessive weight in your spirit, excessive weight in your mind that's translating to this weight on your body. Is there something that needs to be realigned in the spirit that would also realign the natural? Well, then you focus on the spiritual elements and the natural elements follow because healing happens from the inside out we serve a god that cares about the condition of your heart more than anything else when you saw the prophet samuel coming and uh being led by god to go choose the next king he was sent to the house of jesse and all of his sons lined up and of course Samuel was expectant that it would be the strongest and buffest and most kingly looking man that God would choose. And God told him, I don't look at the exterior. I look at the heart. No, it's not the buff, buff brother. No, it's not the impressive one. It's David, who's out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over his flocks. <laughs> it's the man after my heart. So does God care about your health? Yes. Does he care about your heart more? Yes. If you're focused on your heart care, will the physical care follow? Yes. It's all intertwined. There's typically always trauma on any side of the spectrum. I was actually just having this conversation with my friend Ashley, who um, partners with me to help lead the podcast. And we were talking about postpartum bodies and, you know, this this pressure and this concern and this frustration that we often have in our bodies as women and she said oh I just figured that you would never even struggle with that Tori because you've got rock hard abs and you've always you've always been small and I'm like yeah I mean that's exactly the lie of the enemy right it's just me that's exactly what the enemy wants us to believe it's just me it's just my problem nobody else is facing this And so we live in isolation and we live in silence and we don't want to talk about it. And then we sign up for the next diet program and then we, you know, starve ourselves for a couple of weeks and then we binge because we're so tired of having to work for our worth rather than working from a place of worthiness and we're tired of feeling tired and tired of feeling the pressure and tired of existing under a standard that we can never meet and match and you hear it surface in a really subtle way. If I could count the amount of times just in the last two days that I heard women say, don't judge me. And it was always having to do with food. It's crazy. It's like, oh, well, last week I bought these keto, it's like muffin or something, like frozen muffins. And the lady was talking to me, was like, now don't judge me, but I ate half of the bag, And I'm like, friend, I'm not here to judge you. You know that I would never judge you. Oh yeah, huh? no, I know, I know, I know. And I'm like, no, no, you need to listen to me. I don't judge you based on what you do externally. My heart for you is God's heart for you. I love you. God loves you. You eat a biscuit, you don't eat a biscuit, God loves you. We exist in a culture and a world that is obsessed with striving. In every facet of our lives, our financial life, our physical life, our romantic life, our spiritual life, the relationship with our children, every facet of a woman's existence is characterized by this need to perform. And if we don't perform well, we are subliminally taught that our worth is on the line if we aren't performing to a measure of expectation for our culture around us and we project that onto God. And so you eat the biscuits and then you think you have to kind of apologize for it or explain the reason why you ate the biscuits to begin with or you eat the cupcake and then it's like, I'm gonna justify it because I'm gonna work extra hard for an extra hour in the gym tomorrow. Friend, that's living in a cycle of strife, not being motivated by grace, but being motivated by shame that you have to justify your existence in your body. It's just, we have an enemy that is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he is on assignment to ruin the perception of women's bodies. Eve was told, God is holding out on you. Eat this, Start, started with something edible. <laughs> Eat this, put this into your body and then you will have full knowledge. You will be Enlightened. At a greater level, you will be like God. Eat this, do this, take this action, and you'll become more like Him. You'll feel more satisfied, you'll be more fulfilled. And she ate. But then we have the example of Mary. I don't think that there's anything more beautiful than Mary's example. She came before the Lord, and her response to an angel in her room in Luke chapter one, when he comes in and says, You are going to conceive. A son. He's going to be the savior of the world. His kingdom will know no end. And she's like, "How can this be? I'm a virgin." Well, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you're going to supernaturally conceive in your physical body. The divine God is going to come alive in you, and it's going to literally cost you everything: your social status, emotional well-being, spiritual well-being, physically, it's going to cost you. It's going to it's going to require a sacrifice on every single facet. Of her existence. And her response was simple. She said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done according to your word. Let it be done according to your word. What if we had that same perception? God, let it be done according to your word in my body. Let it be done according to your word in my mind. Let it be done according to your word in my spirit. Not my will, but yours. Use me as a vessel for your glory. I don't need to measure up. I don't need to perform. I just need to remain submitted to the work that God is already in the midst of doing. And as a result, Mary was the very first human being to experience the Holy Spirit, to house the Holy Spirit in her body, birthing God in flesh, in physical form, being chosen why she was willing to allow God to do whatever he willed to do in and through her. For Eve, she said, what God has given to me is not enough. I need more. And so she ate. And what she ate became a part of her, went down into her inmost being. And then we see freedom birthed through the submissive example of Mary, who was willing to say, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be done according to your word. What you've already given to me is more than enough. I'm submitted to your will. The enemy has always been on assignment against women and their bodies and their hearts and their minds and their souls. And through one woman, he brought sin into the world. And then through one woman, God brought a savior who would come and redeem us and set all of us free. That's our example, because here's the truth. Your body is not a project and your body is not your own really either. It houses your soul, it houses your spirit and your body is designed to encounter God with it. And if your diet and your exercise and all all these other things are limiting your ability to encounter God. Well, then it's, you know, be motivated by the desire of encountering God, but knowing that he's already here with you. He's already, he's already in the room. It's much more of a mental and a spiritual shift to be able to engage with God in that spiritual way than it is the physical shift. But yet some of us fall into the pattern of believing that if we just earned the next promotion, if we just, you know, raise that next paycheck, if we just had a a smaller abdomen and if we just looked a little bit different, if we were taller and if our legs were smaller and if our butt was a little bit bigger and if all of these other whatever cultural standards that are given to us for women that we need to measure up to, that somehow we would be more qualified to do the work of of God in the kingdom for his glory. And I'm just telling you that that's an absolute load of BS. And I don't think that any woman would actually say outright, that is what I believe. But I do believe that it's the subliminal message underneath it all that when we experience stress and doubt and fear and we're tossed to and forth by the waves of the worries of this world then we ask God for wisdom and then we don't receive it because we're asking in doubt and we're not asking in faith and instead of coming to God and asking what, what is it that you actually desire for me to lay down and to do because our lives as Christians are, are is sacrificial by nature. He says lay down your life so that you can gain my life. Lay down Your plans and your pursuits and your perception of what will offer you worthiness in your life and instead pick up my worth, pick up what I accomplished, pick up what I finished for you and exist in that instead if we don't break the cycle of the behavior modification and the working from our worth rather than, f- than from a place of secured worthiness in Christ, then we will exist, our spiritual lives here on earth, our physical lives here on earth, still bound by striving, still bound by the strife that exists as a result of this endless uh, pursuit of working for our worth. Last year, in August, in August of last year, I started the 75 Challenge. It was very popular, at least last year it was in the middle of quarantine. It was a challenge that consisted of two workouts every single day. One of them had to be outside, drink a gallon of water every single day, take a progress picture, read 10 pages of a personal growth book, and commit to whatever diet that you choose perfectly without ever cheating once those are the qualifications and it it was designed for quote mental toughness but the reality was we all went through a lot in 2020 a lot of emotional turmoil a lot of surfacing of things that needed to be dealt with i was feeling a lot of stress and so naturally where did i go oh i'll do another healthy living challenge of some sort oh i'll push my body to the next level and this is a very consistent cycle in my life because when I was in eighth grade, I sat in detention with a group of boys who basically rated me a six out of 10, told me all of the qualifications that I needed to do in order to maybe make myself an eight out of 10 if I was lucky. Shave your arms, they said. Pluck your eyebrows, they said. Wear more makeup, dye your hair. Your boobs need to be bigger. You need to lose a couple pounds and all of these external ways that I could shift and mold the perception that I was receiving from the boys around me. And I mean, externally, I was like, you guys are a bunch of jerks. But internally, I was like, you're right. I'm going to start working on all of these things. And I'm going to make myself more worthy of love and belonging and acceptance and desire. And, um, ever since then, if I'm being honest, it would, I would sign up for a different sport activity, or I would commit to a different diet, or I would wake up early before school and do my crunches and my sit-ups because I thought if I could just control me having a rock hard six pack, then I'll always have something impressive about me. My physical body will always be impressive. And I went to Carrie Garcia's Freedom Academy last October I was on day 65 of the 75 day hard and I was trying to balance this whole Freedom Academy you know weekend of like deep coaching and therapy and preaching and it was such a beautiful time with my oh well I got to finish this challenge <laughs> And during one of the coaching sessions, I realized this is this is actually a pattern of unhealth. This isn't a pattern of health. I'm running away from the ways that God wants to work and move in my heart. I need silence. I need solitude. I need stillness. I need intimacy. I need to draw near to God and near to others. But instead, I'm isolating myself outside doing an extra workout so that I can lose a little bit of weight and I could shift the way that I perceived Myself and perceived what God was doing in and through my life. It was a very familiar cycle. And I had to make the decision right there in that moment to quit. 10 days out from hitting that 75 day mark, I was like, it's actually more important for me to be led with a motive of grace and to shift the way that I am striving. Because it wasn't actually producing the fruit in my life that I thought that it would or that I desired that it would. It may very well have been something very good for someone else. But for me, I was working in the opposite direction of where God was actually leading me. And as a result, I felt like God was saying, commit yourself to an entire year of zero dieting. Don't cut out any." dairy sugar all of the list of the things that you know all of the all of the food groups i want you to just eat intuitively i don't want you to take a single picture of your body as a before and after picture you guys seriously at the end of 2020 i always do this thing where i go through all of my pictures on my phone and i clean out some of my pictures that were you know screenshots and random stuff i deleted hundreds hundreds of pictures, before and after pictures of myself. Most of them before pictures, because every time that I would start feeling a little bit stressed, every time that I would think, "Oh, I need to have something impressive to put online in order to grow my business," I'm like, "I should just take another before picture and just work really hard for the next couple of weeks." And blah blah blah. That is a earthly strategy, not a spiritual strategy. I needed to align myself back with the actual purpose for why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's not for the rock hard abs. It's for freedom. And what does freedom look? like in my life personally, it meant laying down the striving in that area and creating more time and space in my day to pour into his word, pour into my kids, get alone in my sunroom, read my Bible, make a friend, move my body out of a motive of grace and eat for joy and eat for fueling and eat and live and have my being for the glory of God. It meant I had to lay something down. In order to pick up that freedom. Now, I'm not suggesting to you that you should go the same route that I'm going. The whole point is I'm encouraging you to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because health and commitment and discernment in this area of your life has to overflow from what God is doing in every facet of your life, not just in your body. And when you're motivated by desiring to measure up to a standard that wasn't set for you by God, then you will leave feeling empty every single time. Because here's the thing, when you're Striving in your life is not anchored by a motive of grace, then S-T-R-I-V-E turns into S-T-R-I-F-E. Change that fifth letter from a V to an F, and you change it from a verb where you are striving earnestly and persistently towards something into a noun of strife, which is an existence in contention that is violent and sometimes it comes out of nowhere and it smacks you across the face when. your striving is not anchored in an assured knowledge and belief of your worthiness in Christ, then you are always going to be working for your worth. And that will always produce strife in your life. You are existing in a spiritual battle right now in heavenly places. We're launching our Ephesians study on August 16th, 2021 at the time of this recording Um, and Paul writes in Ephesians explaining the spiritual reality of the believer in Christ. We are seated in the heavenly realms with Jesus in heavenly places. The very first um, chapter in Ephesians, he says, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And then Jesus is seated in the right hand of the throne of the Father in heavenly places. Oh, and you are there too. And your war and your function as the church is to contend in the spirit. It's the spiritual warfare. So put on the full armor of God so that you can stand, which basically means you won't be able to stand without God's armor on you as you wage the spiritual battle. But if you're picking up the world's armor and the world's strategy then you're not going to effectively stand in the midst of your spiritual battles. And believe me, friend, there is a spiritual battle against your body in heavenly places and you have to contend and war for victory from a place of victory. And for me, what that looked like to cease striving and enter into grace, it meant I needed to commit to an entire year where I wasn't taking any before and after pictures. I wasn't committing to any extreme diet, and I was learning how to delight myself in the grace of God, in freedom. I had to work in the absolute opposite direction. You have to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. You have to engage your own personal story I want to experience full freedom in my body. What does that look like for me? I promise you it's not going to look like a perfect diet that will set you free in the spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Invite God in. Invite God into this area of your life. Invite God into the moments where your body was hurt and misnamed or abused Invite God in to remind you and redeem you, to remind you of his, of his love for you and the worth that you have in him and to redeem these moments of brokenness with his grace. And then you move forward, understanding that your worth is not on the line, understanding that there is absolutely nothing to prove. Your worth is not on the line because it's not circumstantial. It is yours for eternity and until on earth as it is in heaven in your body what would that look like for you right now I'm not going to give you step-by-step a b c d e f g what that would look like for you because you have to get into your own prayer closet and you have to ask God what does it look like to surrender in this area of my life where are my misplaced identities in what ways am I striving To encounter you when you're already right here in the room with me, already loving me better than anyone ever could, already able to fulfill me than any external circumstance or any achievement could ever fulfill me. It's you. I love you. Help me live from that motive of love and grace right now, Jesus. Will you help me? Will you help the person listening to this recording right now? And illuminate for them. What does this look like and mean for them? Enter into their story. Encounter them right now. I pray for a move in the spirit over any friend that's listening to this recording right now. I pray that you would enlighten their eyes so that they could see where you're already at work in and through them. I pray that their worthiness would not be attached to any external thing that they could lose, but it would be anchored in the worth that exists only in you so that in all that they say and do and think and eat, that it would be done for the glory of your name and for the good of their body and their heart and their soul, their mind, their spirit. Lord, will you unite all things under the purpose that exists in you? Our lungs are full of air. Our life is full of eternal purpose. We aren't just living for this side of heaven. We're living for eternity. Help us have an eternal perspective of our bodies. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.